0: Welcome to Defender. I'm your host, David Marsh. And today we have an excellent show light up for you with special guest, Michael Marin. All right, I'd like to welcome Michael Marin from Dexcom to the show. Uh, He is currently uh, heading up global security at Dexcom and is the San Diego chapter chair uh, for ASIS. Uh, Highlights of Michael's background include District Manager for Securitas, Senior Security Program Manager at Global Elite Group, Regional Client Portfolio Director at Allied Universal, Managing Director and CEO at Proactive Defense Solutions, Senior Instructor for the United States Military Training Program for the African Contingency Operations Training, and serving as a Marine uh, for 10 years. I could go on, Michael. Um, There's a heck of a bio, but uh, welcome to Defender Podcast. Thank you very much Dave. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Absolutely, man. Excited to have you on. So, uh, you know, with that background, I'd love to hear your story on and just kind of what led you into the security industry and obviously a, a pretty extensive career before you really uh got to where you're at right now.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, it it's funny. I think it, it starts off like most people um that were in the military, right? Um I I, I did my Marine Corps service like you mentioned. Um, Left service, uh, went to the police academy uh, in Florida um, and spent two years as a sheriff until I was recruited by uh, DSS. Um, and got into it that way, really. That was kind of like my first start into security, understanding a little bit more in depth of, you know, vulnerability, risk assessments, how those impact business, right, and and, and diplomacy, if you will. Um, And so, you know, it it really kind of integrated. And then after leaving, you know, federal services, um, you know, getting into the private side was kind of the next evolution, next, you know, uh, steps to it. Um, but it was still hard, like you know, separation of you know military service and what you're going to do next, uh, and, and same thing for law enforcement and, and and federal services is you know what's the next mission, right? What what, what do what do I have that I can you know give. And still keep on giving, if you will, if you will. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and, and kind of really just finding that mission in life of what I want to do next. Right. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, and I think that's kind of what took me you know, through there and and, and, and learning and being humble um, and, and, and really saying, I'll start as a security officer. Again, right? I'll start at the bottom and work my way up because uh, I think I have what it takes to learn. I'm a quick learner, uh and and understanding what corporate life and corporate society looks like or, or looks for. Um and you know, that there, there there it was. I just that was kind of the start of, you know, the 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 upward uh mountain
0: climbing, if you will. What what's it like going from that high octane military life into the civilian, you know, uh mode and then just trying to like you said you're sort of starting from you know uh zero again and then sort of building back up but you have the skill set that you're bringing with you and you know that you know you, you know you know a lot more than than sort of I'm sure you're letting on at that point right
1: yeah absolutely i think you know again i think it goes back to ego i think ego understanding and 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 putting ego in check um understanding that you know i do bring things to the table but i still have to learn uh and be able to kind of gut check yourself right and say hey you know okay Learn first. Right. Uh, there's a saying that we you know, always say in the Marine Corps and once you get up into leadership roles, especially is you have to be a good follower before you're a good leader. Um, and I think that rings true in everything. So, you know, I, I've I've, you know, bought a new people into my organization uh, and, and I always tell them, hey, humble yourself, sit down with the officers, sit down with, you know, whoever it is learn their job because you're going to get more respect that way. You're going to understand fully and grasp it. Right. And, and, you know, there's that, you know, being a master, you know, at, at none, right. And, 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 really understanding kind of how you have to be multifaceted uh, multidisciplined um, and, and you're never going to be perfect at all of them. But if you don't have the basics, you're never going to be good at any of them. Right. right. And I think that was kind of, you know, what I learned from some of my mentors and, and, and leadership uh, and how I got really involved more and more with, you know, being a better leader and, and, and transitioning completely.
0: That's great advice, man. I, I think, uh, having, being humble, it's just a rare thing nowadays. You know, people want to, uh, start at the top, uh, especially, you know, uh, just differences in, in, in generations and stuff. I think that's, a a big, a big, uh, change, sea change that I'm seeing.
1: And, Absolutely.
0: Uh, yeah, Absolutely. I mean, I have, I have, uh, teenager and and one that just turned 22 so it's like uh it's a different different mentality you know yep instant Um,
1: gratification
0: (laughs) yeah it doesn't happen so you know we we went through the the school of hard knocks a lot of times but um i think it makes you who you are you know you go through those struggles and and being humble and and not not having that um instant gratification like you said that that that's what stretches you and makes you who you are so it's a good thing um, you know transitioning from from military to civilian so you 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 start again on that and again your the military background's pretty incredible um so how how did that help you in in the security industry you know you you get into the 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 private sector and you know what was that like and then how did you use those skill sets to uh to kind of catapult you uh forward
1: yeah i think you know one of the big things is um uh, you know you, you go to boot camp and it's 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 forced discipline, if you will. Right. You have yeah. Somebody there that tells you when to eat, when to sleep, you know, what to drink, what not to drink. Like you, you have that structure in discipline, but it's not real discipline. Right. Because it's forced discipline. Um, I think working at it every day. Right. And making yourself truly disciplined to do the right thing all the time is really what, you know, is, is key, at least in, 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 in my perspective. Um, it really makes you go after it every single day. Right. Um, you know, it, it, it makes you have drive, right. Ambition. Uh, and those, you know, sometimes people see that ambition as a bad thing. And for me, it's, it's always been a good thing, right? It's I'm, I won't stop here. I won't be uh, a person that's just like, okay, I'm just going to stay here for the next 10 years and try to retire at the same thing. I want to move up. I want to show my, my, my worth. Um, and, and like I said, I think, you know, you know, we're we're mostly alpha males in, in, in this industry and, and of course there's alpha females as well. Um, but we're all alpha and we're trying to achieve things, right? And, you know, uh, I think finding that mission, finding that goal, finding something that truly means something uh was always key. Um and so, you know, especially now where the company I'm with uh treats you well, cares about security, and it's doing something that really means something, mm. right? it helps you as a protector really go out there and do your job every day and say, Hey, I want these guys to be worried about making this medical device to save lives, to change lives. And I'm not just here going, I'm just going to collect a paycheck. Right. Yeah. Um, And so I think that, you know, you have to really care about what you're doing.
0: Yeah. I mean the security, um, I guess you're, we're, we're the sheepdogs, right? So we're, we're out trying to protect everybody. And thinking, you know, as many steps ahead as, as we can and, and being pretty analytical about it. Um, and there's just a lot to it. But it, you're right. There's sort of this uh, in the gut. There's just a desire for it. And um, it's fun. You know, yeah. it's fun to know that you, what you do matters. Absolutely. But I, I love what you said, though, about that's just life in general, you know, having that discipline and sort of building yeah. that up. I mean, everyone has that struggle, I think, every day is to, just to maintain that and to, or to build that if they haven't and um so that those are some wise words man uh, i think that's a, a big deal for sure absolutely. now i saw that you're you're at asis um what are you doing there and and you know what's um what's sort of front and center for for the group and, and what you want to get done there
1: absolutely so uh i'm the current chair uh for asis here in san diego uh chapter 16 um and you know i, I I I get a question on this quite a bit like what is it what are you guys doing you know how you know how did you get involved and and really it took me a long time to get involved with ASIS because I remember when I was first looking in probably the early 2000s ASIS was kind of the good old boys very closed um it wasn't as diverse as it is now um you know it, it was really if you weren't part of it that was it like if you try to like Break through the door and get in there and and, and pick people's brains. It was like, I don't know you, man. Like, and and so now it's it's really changed, right? Uh, you know, we have diversity in age, uh, sex, um, you know, just so many different levels, all the different uh, uh skill sets that we have that are included into what we do. Um, so it's really nice seeing this and breaking into this area. Um, but I think really is is, is what we're talking about is that convergence of you know the physical security side cybersecurity side and how you said, you know, we we, we had a little bit of a discussion before we started is that understanding that these things kind of merge, right? It's, 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 It's a muddy area. Um, but we have to learn how to collaborate with it. Right. You know, as, as we get into new, new technologies and, and, and with AI up and coming and, and, and really moving quickly, um, you know, we have to adjust. Right. And we have to look at the holistic approach of bringing everybody in. And that's all key stakeholders, customers, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so having these different verticals um, that we can discuss these topics uh, is really what we're about. Right. So we're bringing together end user practitioners, we're bringing together vendors and integrators and, and people in the technology space to all kind of get together and just have these conversations. And some of them are tough conversations where you know it makes you think outside the box, right? It changes your opinion. Um, and and just really be innovative, right? And like you were saying, um, you know, I think, you know, we have to play chess, right? We have to try to think as many steps ahead. uh, And as we create solutions, the bad guy's job is to create, you know, uh, more problems for us, right? Um, And and so that's why this this field has just been, you know, just immensely growing over the past, you know, uh, 20, 25 years. And and, and there's so much more growth to come.
0: Oh, I think it's, yeah, the 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 boosters on the rocket are just going to hit uh, with sort of this convergence, I'd say is interesting, but, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that, you know, the, the physical security world is, is definitely its own and then cyber is its own, but they, they play together and there might be some, you know, um, I wouldn't say a merger, but they're playing together more and more because Absolutely. of all the devices are basically, you know, small computers. Right. Absolutely. Um, but we look at, robotics and AI, like you're saying, and all this stuff that's coming down the pipe here, or it's actually here. And then you're like, okay, well, what can I do with this tool? Um, but always in reverse, like, okay, I have this problem. Is there anything out there that can help me reduce this cost? Or is there anything out there that can help me to mitigate this threat? And I think if you think of it like that, um, especially the manufacturers think of it like, think about all the different problems that are out there and, and how uh, security professionals are trying to figure out, you know, what's going to be the best fit. And, you know, everyone's not trying to create Fort Knox, but at the same time, you have to have a a good layered security and uh, putting all these things together is it's extremely time consuming, which is one thing that we're trying to to help out with is just bringing things to the forefront, uh, sort of a curated list of, you know, here's the best of the best type of a, a approach, but, there's a lot of data. There's no shortage of data to go through. And, uh, but it's really interesting to see. And and I like the, the ASIS aspect of it, because I think it's good for younger people. You know, I, I mean, it sounds like you similar just sort of get in the security industry inadvertently, almost, you know, the way I got in was, was kind of crazy. Um, but, you know, doing it on purpose <laughs> from and having the infrastructure to, to get in uh, and like an organization like ASIS is pretty cool for somebody who's younger. And It's going to be a very high growth um, field to get in. So are you seeing a lot more younger people interested in getting the security market? What What's your your thoughts on that right now? Yeah, you know, I, I think there
1: was um, it was a big boost, you know, over the last 15 years. Right. So we've had kind of that pendulum swing back and forth where a lot of people got into security to get into law enforcement. Right. Mm -hmm. And now you're seeing a lot more people getting out of law enforcement to go into the corporate sector security. And then you had the stepping stone, which was, you know, basic security officers, uh, you know, and, and them trying to move to law enforcement. Right. And then over, obviously, the last probably six years to 10 years, we've really seen people kind of say, do I really want to be a law enforcement officer, right? And for obvious reasons, there's a lot of different uh, turmoil and political, you know, uh, things going on around the world, uh, and 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 it's a thankless job, or it's 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 a it's not a thing it's 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 a thing it's not a thankful job, um, yeah. you know, m- more times than none, right? Like you know, you go out there, you, you're 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 writing tickets, you're getting yelled at for it, right? Everybody's filming you, um, you know, even when you do the right thing, you're not doing the right thing in somebody's eyes. Um, You can't make everybody happy. Uh, So there are a lot of things that, you know, just come to light in in what you're doing. And it's hard. It's a hard job. Um, And and so people are saying, you know, and it goes back to that instant gratification we were discussing is that, you know, people want instant gratification. People want to feel good about what they do and like what they do. Uh, And I think this job does provide that in a lot of different ways right um you know it, it's, it's such high growth that you know people can move up quickly if you're doing the right thing if you have initiative if you if you're going after it um and 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 so i think people are seeing that now so it's, you know to your question we're absolutely seeing a lot more growth um you know we have more youth uh involved um uh, curriculums and, and the teams now really recruiting from that side right and nice. mentoring uh and get people ready you know and, and and i think you know to your point asis you know we have board certifications and, and and courses that we do uh and and accreditations and so i think those are some of the stepping stones to becoming a true professional right uh, and, and, and when it's board certified and there's people looking at it and, and, and you know, if you look on, you know, almost any uh, major company, you know, 100, 500 that are out there, you know, one of the things that they look for when they're looking for management, supervisory and, and, and director level uh, skill sets is a CPP, a PSP uh, certification from ASIS. Uh, so that 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 tells you a lot about about where we're going, right? People want to make sure that that you're not just good on paper, or that you just have don't have a pass or you just don't you know you're an ex or retired police officer, uh, but that you have some skills and understanding of what's needed, right? Uh, the layered approach, right? And, and, yep. and security in depth, uh, you know, just to name a few of those different you know skills that you have to have, along with the techno the, the technological part of understanding. What your vendor is doing, right, and, and and not getting ripped off at every corner, right? You know, do you really need that? Is the infrastructure correct? So you get into that IT, you get into that information side, you get into uh, the physical security realm, uh, and so being well-rounded and, and, and having these certifications really is is really building up our our, our, our younger generation for this.
0: That's awesome. I mean, that's that's what it, you know we need um, as we continue to grow, and the industry is going to grow. It's going to take. You know that next gen to come in and, and see the value and what we do and um, so that's good to know. Um, now you were you worked both as an integrator and now managing a for you know a Fortune 50 company. Um, has that changed the way you you interact with vendors? Do you have a do you think you have higher expectations uh, for these guys now? You know
1: I, I think I have realistic expectations. Right. Understanding both sides. Um I I, I I think I mentioned it earlier, you know, I I think it's a relationship goal, right? That you have to be firm, but you have to be realistic. Right. And it's like things, you know, if if my boss tells me, Hey, I need this huge project done tomorrow, that's not realistic, right? Uh and there's some things that you can get done overnight. But a lot of big things like we're looking at in projects you know whether it's you know installs whether it's demo and 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 replace whatever the case may be you know giving realistic timelines giving realistic timelines with knowing uh where we're at in supply chain uh just being realistic and being a good partner is, is really what i've learned um but i do hold people accountable right and, and and so you know there is some firmness that you have to have especially as a client right Is you know yeah. you hear you you kind of um, you know, in different areas, whether it's vendor security that I've worked in, uh, or, or or in the integration space, I think the biggest thing is that we have to uh, be realistic and we have to set those terms. And we kind of, you know, the saying I guess is, you know, we know where the dead bodies are, are buried, right? Um, so you can kind of pick through, you know, what's realistic and what's not, and 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 if they're smoke and mirrors or not. Um, and so that's definitely helped me in, 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 you know, being the client now and saying, hey, listen, like, let's be realistic. What, what is a real timeline? Right. Because either way, I'm going to find out. Right. Whether you tell me and we yeah. can't continue with this, uh, you know, good relationship or I go to other sources, find out, you know, the real the realism of it. And it's just going to hurt you and, 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 and your integrity later on down the road.
0: Uh, absolutely. Uh, so that's kind of what I've seen. Yeah, I, I think having a baseline like that is important. Um where people are just upfront and, you know, here's, here's where things are at. And, uh, you know, it could be just a, a rookie thing for, for some salespeople sometimes, um, not realizing that there's a lot behind the scenes that has to happen and you have to sell this stuff to your CFO. And, you know, once that happens, there's a lot of uh, check marks that, that need to happen very quickly, uh, especially if you're, you're deploying something, um, massively, you know, like if, if it's thousands of sites, yeah, that's, it's a big deal. Yeah. What, what, what do you think is the most frustrating thing today about researching a new product, a new technology? Um, I think
1: realism, right? Uh, I, I, I think that, you know, uh, to your point about salespeople, they want to sell you this product. That and a lot of them are great products, right? Um, but being realistic about it, what it can actually do what it's gonna cost you, not just for the system or the product or you know the hardware, whatever it is that you're utilizing, uh, but also the back end support you're gonna to need to make it run the way that the demo is showing you, right? I think I think that those are that's a huge pain point. Um longevity in a company, understanding, mm. you know, why why what makes you different from a legacy company? What right. can you do different? And how are you gonna stay around, right? Yeah. Um I think is is another, you know, kind of Point that, that we've really, you know, looked at investing, uh, investing time in and, and, and really understanding the product. And then I think, you know, the third part is saying, hey, listen, we're an open book. Like, here are some of the clients that we're going to utilize uh, and, and we'll set up a meeting with you on a one-on-one. You can go through, you know, and they'll tell you what their pain points are, the realism of it, what they've had to do uh, to get it put together. Uh, and I think the last thing would really be expectations uh, and reality of what we go through is you know if we're getting you know I think to what you just mentioned is you know we're asking money and so a lot of it is a lot of money uh from our CFO and, and, and our champions uh in leadership uh and and, and and really explaining to them one the return on investment on this product and then two, having them understand that they, this has to go through a long process for most cases, right? To get a PO uh, and, and, and to put that out, you know, if it goes to RFP and it's not single source, you know, how that looks like and and, and kind of a, give them a realistic timeline. I know a lot of these young salesmen out there, they're they're, they're uppity, they want things done tomorrow. But that's just not the realism of what we're doing. Right. I think, you know, being realistic and say, hey, listen, um, you know, we're in July now after it goes through legal back and forth, you know, after it goes through finance approval, uh, after all these things, after it goes through, you know, infra- infrastructure review and infosec review and all these different review boards that, you know, most of these big companies have, um, you know, it might be the end of the first quarter, beginning of the second quarter before you're actually going to see a PO cut and we're going to start this project. Um, yep. And so I think, you know, again, you know, being transparent um, and, and and giving that that feedback up front uh, and just saying, hey, these are expectations. Like, if you're going to hound me every single day, like, hey, do we have a PO cut? And it hasn't even went through legal yet. It is 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 defeating that relationship goal, right, uh, for both of us?
0: Yeah, I think the you know communication aspect um, is really elusive for for a lot of the salespeople. You know, just laying all that out way ahead of time. Um, I think you know, you like you were just saying, you just you have those communications are open. You understand. You put everything out there. Um, and then just pestering is not gonna, not gonna move the needle necessarily. Exactly. It's, it might actually uh, break the needle. So, Agreed. what? So do you, I mean, that's that's sort of on the dovetail of, of of this next kind of idea that I had. Where you know that is a big difference though with security with Fortune one hundred type companies is you know how these processes go. And there's a lot more checks and balances. These things don't happen overnight. And then the support level that needs to happen for um, a company like that is, is a different, uh, level set. Um, I found that, you know, things can bubble up that can be very, very important to that company, uh, in terms of some sort of requirement inside the company, maybe it's a security feature or something. If the manufacturers don't listen to that, that could be, um, you know, goodbye and, and they might move on. Um, so, what do you what do you see in terms of sort of working with a Fortune one hundred versus other companies? Yeah, I, I think that's kind of you know the
1: bureaucracy levels uh, uh, of getting through all the different areas is 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 probably you know the biggest change and difference. Um, you know, uh, it's a business, right? And and so you know, understanding how to sell it to your leadership, understanding the business levels, and what the value it brings to the company and to the support of the customer, which is everybody for, you know, for security. And most times, right. you know, it's every person, it's not just the end user of the product or, or what they're, the company is selling, but it's also everybody within the company internally. Uh, and, and so, you know, understanding those things are really big points um, and, and and it makes real big decisions. And, 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 just understanding that those bureaucracies and those checks and balances Um, really make the difference in between a successful product rollout and a a complete stall, right. Or a complete failure of, of, of your great idea. Right. And sometimes it's a matter of starting small and saying, Hey, listen, let's, let's, let's give a area where we do a pilot in, uh, and and, and it might not be headquarters. It might be a smaller area, right? Sure. Getting that first rollout to see how it works. And that always can help you make it, uh, scalable and, and and make it to enterprise level down
0: the road yeah that's great advice i think having a, a pilot program a lot of times makes a lot of sense um you know depending on what kind of technology it is uh you can get that out there and show proof of concept and they can even see the the roi on it um you know depending on what again what kind of product it could be but yeah it's great advice uh starting small sometimes can can pay off big time absolutely um now I was reading an, an article about an insider carrying uh, SSD drives out of a facility, and it got me thinking about just the the idea of corporate espionage um, you know with with anything with IP for a larger company has has to be a big deal and it's a big piece of security. So what what are some of the things that, again, with that chessboard and thinking thinking ahead, you know what are some of the things that you have to think about uh, with with things like that?
1: Yeah, I think you know that's that's kind of uh, over again over over probably the last you know ten years, but especially you know within the last few years with you know with with you know uh, some of these uh, countries uh, and, and state funded um, uh, terrorism and things like that, yeah. um, you know we've really seen a boost uh, in 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 what we're seeing as far as you know intellectual property theft uh, and, 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 IP and, and just, I mean, the list goes on and, and it's really troublesome because, um, we can protect it from the physical aspect. We can protect it from the cyber aspect. Uh, but to your point, you know, a, a, a under GEG, um, I remember, you know, running the airport. Uh, they used to ask us, you know, how do we make this place just, you know, the, the safest place on earth, right? Like, you know, think about things like it was your own family, everyday traveling, like, what would you want? And I'm like, yeah, I guess we're going to have to lock the doors and close the, close this place down. Cause that's the only way we're going to be able to give a hundred percent guarantee that this place stays safe. Right. Right. Uh, and, and the reality is uh, it's, Is we we take things from a risk-based approach and metric-based approach. And we say, you know, what is the risk? What is the impact? Right. Uh, And and we try to work around those things uh, to develop a plan to be as secure as possible. Uh, And and I think that's kind of where we have to kind of, you know, play within that field uh, to understand that.
0: Yeah. It kind of reminds me of access control, like, uh, you know, movement of of a lot of employees going through. Yeah. You could have it really locked down, but, the time that you're going to have a big long line of people that are waiting to get in the door. Um, so, you know, that the freedom of movement of going in, but still having a security check and and authentication is you have that, that blend constantly. Absolutely. That's a hard thing. It is. Uh, because you you want to make everything super secure, but at the same time, you know, backing off from Fort Knox, you have to, um, you know, look at threat assessments and, and, uh, and how to mitigate those as best you can. Um, And to go, you know, just just further in, like, yeah. you know, I think a lot of it is the travel,
1: looking at different areas, whether they're, you know, uh, organic growth uh, and, and a lot of times, you know, acquisitional growth uh, and moving into different areas with higher threats and, and, and different spaces and, and, and regions uh, has really been kind of the, the big ticket item, uh, you know, how we travel, what we travel with. Uh, and, and looking at those IP things, you know, and it's not just overseas, right? In in our own country, we've seen it, right? Where you know the the, the charging stations at the airports, um, you know, a long time ago started with the the Samsung charges that were pulling information to advertise yeah. to you, uh, you know. Ten years ago, and now to where we are now, where it's just you know loading you know malware onto your device, uh, and you're bringing that around, you're plugging that into your 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 cubicles, into your you know your offices, uh, into your 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 laptop or tablets, uh, and, and so that that vicious cycle of understanding that, and and it goes into that you know insider threat and in, in what people are doing, you know uh, whether they have you know malice intent, whether they're they're they're, they're being coerced. Uh, so there's a lot to look at, right? And and, and I think you know it, it kind of all. Uh, has that 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 you know cycle of life, if you will, yeah. um, that you know we have insider threat, whether it's you know malicious or 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 or, or unintentional, uh, and then that kind of you know goes into you know the cyberspace field, and then we protect it at a physical side to make sure people can't get into those fields, uh, and, and so it really is you know kind of the 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 the, the cat and mouse uh, constantly.
0: Yeah, and then you you add in AI uh, into this mix where you know, there's that sort of brute force uh, break in, you know, in terms of a lot of these systems and what it can do uh, kind of takes things to the next level, but at the same time, they could be great tools, right? So there's, there's a sort of battle between the the two sides of that. And um, it'll be curious how the physical security industry will use AI and robotics uh, to address, you know uh, certain types of threats and 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 uh, optimize um, things for their for employees as, as well as for visitors and things like that. Are you seeing anything currently that is catching your eye? I'm not talking about product wise, but mm-hmm. just in terms of this technology coming in where it's actually usable um, uh, for you guys. Yeah, I think you know our biggest area is uh,
1: SOC analytics and kind of really ingesting information at a quicker speed. Uh, to be able to disseminate information at a quicker rate, right? Like uh, you know, it, it, you do a lot of you know data and, and, and metrics, and you look at some of the ingestion of information that comes through a sock, and it's incredible. Like people, yeah. don't, I don't think people really realize um, how much man hour it takes to kind of dig through this stuff and really analyze it, and how hard it is to really get it out in a seamless manner. And I think. AI is really, really starting to affect that area where it's ingesting and helping us analyze and put things in front of us and, and really prioritize so that we can execute what's needed.
0: Yeah, you think about all those alarms, you know, in the old days of popping up and everyone's just like, let me just mute those. Um, so it's making sense of the data where it's just yeah. popping up the real stuff or it's just uh, alarming on real threats because it's looking at things and saying, no, that's not, that's not an actual alarm so that that is kind of next level um yeah. i like that a lot i think that there's there's definitely some some good components of that that can help uh and be integrated into products very tightly uh at a good level and uh so i'm, I'm excited to see you know for for whether it's a sock or uh just in terms of cameras being smarter than you know traditional analytics were um, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, more and more of these products becoming available, and we'll, we'll be talking about them, of course. But you know, as as anything, we gotta we gotta sort of look at it and make sure you know the longevity of the companies and, and what they're doing behind uh, the scenes to support customers. Uh, we're, we have a, a pretty strict mandate, you know, where it's made, uh, you know, in terms of what what it's authorized for, um, and then the support mechanism. So that's that's a big component for me, both sales and technical support. Having that available for a client, um, that's that's kind of a have to have, you know, type of thing. So, Agreed. um, You know, in terms of robotics, we we kind of hit the AI component. Are you seeing anything currently that, yeah, that that could be that could be helpful? Because you look at guard services and things like that, and that's that's a very expensive component, um, it, it you know, in, in security. Are you seeing that as a, a viable component yet or is that something still, um, you know, further out in your in your mind, just in terms of the industry overall, not necessarily uh, you know, where you're yeah, at? Yeah, I think, you know, uh,
1: under current conditions with, you know, employment and, and, and really getting things back up to where they were, um, you know, post-COVID, if you will, yeah. uh, or pre-COVID, the, it, it, we really are changing the schematics when we're talking about, you know, AI and robotics, right? And, and and things that offset. I don't think we'll ever get rid of completely the human element. You know, the yeah. same way, you know, when drones came in for, you know, war, uh, we were like, oh, they're going to replace us. And obviously they haven't, right? And, and we've had you know, drones and things like that in place for many years now. Um, But I think, will they be force multipliers? Absolutely. Are they being utilized uh, in areas that normally uh, we would have a lot of difficulty with utilizing a human being? Absolutely. Right. Um, You know, things as simple as, you know, uh, uh, patrols in exteriors, right. Patrols in parking lots. I'd much rather a robot get hit by a car or, you know, something like that than a human being, right? right. Because it, it doubles the effect on liability, on man hours, on all these different critical uh parts. Uh, you know, these robots don't have to eat, they don't have to sleep, they don't you know, I mean, even when they're on the charger, they're actually self aware uh that, you know, somebody comes up to them and starts talking to them, they'll 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 engage, right? Um so there's just a lot of good things and, you know, instead of paying, you know, here in California, uh, you know, obviously you know our costs have went up as as, as you know uh, pay rates have moved up um and, and so instead of paying, paying that you know dollars 20, 25 dollars an hour uh, we're we're looking at a robot that costs you know 14 an hour or thirteen dollars an hour right uh, and we're getting time out of it we're getting more productivity out of it there's no emotion in it right so you know they're not having a bad day right every day is the same day for them um, and, and so it really is becoming that force multiplier decision making. Uh, in where we have to go, and I think you know, myself and and, and several security professionals that I know of uh, are really looking into this. Some have already engaged it and are having great return on investment on it. Uh, and so I think you know, as a whole, we are moving towards that. You know, and, and I think it within you know not just security but all industries. I think there was uh, I, I forget what area it was, but uh, it's going to be the first McDonald's that's fully robotic integrated. Right, you purchase out of kiosk uh, you know, and the machines are back there, you know, putting, you know, not forgetting to say, Hey, I don't want any pickles. They remember that. Right. And, and, <laughs> and so it takes away some of that human error as well. That's um, wild. So yeah, it's really changing the the, 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 the schematics of what we're doing.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, I think of, uh, we were talking earlier about critical infrastructure and, and you look at these remote sites, you know, it's going to, it, there, there's definitely great applications for, for robotics. And I think on the ground robotics is, uh, you know, a big deal for, for everybody. So Absolutely. we're, we're definitely looking at that and, and excited about uh, these new technologies entering in, into it. And we're, you know, want want to definitely talk about where, where it's a good fit, yeah. you know, in terms of uh, we were talking a little bit about this earlier before we started, you know, what are, what are some of the attributes that you look for in a good system integrator coming from, being an integrator at at the top level, like what are what are some of your, your top attributes that you look for uh, for these folks?
1: Um, I think you know it goes back communication one right um, realistic goals. Uh, uh, I think those are the probably the two main ones, uh, and then being innovative, right? Finding out those new things that are coming, seeing what the problem is for themselves, uh, being inundated into what we do and what we are uh, as a company. Uh, and coming back with solutions. Right. Like if I'm spending more time on finding solutions than you are, there's a problem. Right. Sure. Uh, and, and, and that's what we're paying those vendors to do. Uh, so I think that's one of the big things. And, and, and you know, it's, it's getting tough again, you know, even with, you know, uh, programmers and, 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 and techs, uh, you know, keeping people happy, keeping them, you know, gainfully employed. Um, and, and so being realistic about what they're doing, what they can actually do is a huge part, right? Uh, again, expectations is probably number one in communication.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, not over promising and, and under right? delivering, right? That's, that's not what you're looking for. Absolutely. Um, you know, with, with some of these recent cybersecurity exploits, over, I mean, recent meaning in the last 10 years, uh, you know, we saw it with cameras, access control, and uh, has that impacted your evaluation, um, you know, for new technology before you bring it on?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I think, you know, we collaborate um quite a lot with our you know uh uh i.t cyber uh architectural uh area of, of, of i.t and, and, and cyber security uh, and we really do look at things you know that we really expect them you know all these you know new technologies to be SOC certified to have all the certifications to be able to uh, get that over to us as soon as possible so that we can start our reviews uh usually it area cyber is usually where a lot of our programs are stalled in time um, but if the if the new company or, or, or the technology that we're looking at uh, comes to the table with all the certifications already done, uh, it's, it's not just in process, but they actually have it. They're showing it to you. They're showing how they protect their servers and what they do uh, really helps us uh, to defend, you know, internally what we have. So I think we have absolutely uh, are, are looking at it. We're collaborating and, and we're looking at, you know, from not just the physical side, but also the, you know, the, the technological side.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. I mean, just having all those, all your ducks on a row before you start that process, uh, unless you like to wait. Um, that's a great, great thing to have done. Right. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, especially again, you know, working with a, a Fortune 100 company is different. Uh, yep. There's just things that have to that punch list has to be done. Yep. And I, I think, think cybersecurity is a big a big part of it for sure now. Absolutely. And
1: there's prioritization, right? Like, you know, you're not the only department and, and, and you know, obviously the customer, you know, themselves are are the biggest thing. Right. So getting whatever the product is out that you that you have, that your company has uh, is always number one. So, you know, if it comes to manufacturing or or security, Manufacturing is always going to win that. So, uh, making sure that you have all of this and and you're forecasting kind of what you want to do for that next year, uh, so that you can get the support you need uh, in a timely manner manner, uh, manner on on these projects is, is probably one of the top priorities that you should have. You know, as a leader, uh, is making sure that you you put your ducks in a row you make sure you have a a game plan. Uh, you involve it early on and tell them, Hey, listen, I'm going to need this many man hours. This is what we're trying to accomplish. It's going to help you. It's going to help me, uh, and really having them understand the project itself so that they can, they can, you know, utilize the resources and get the resources if need be, uh, to support whatever projects you have, you have up and coming.
0: That's great advice, Michael. That's, that's a huge deal. You know? Yeah. You're, you're talking in our department, you're working with these guys and, uh, and you you can't waste their time either, so Absolutely. can't be a stall. You know, start and then oh, hold on, I'm looking for this information now. Yeah, and then they're on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah, you put know, you, another ticket. We'll get yeah, back you, to yeah, you. exactly. You missed you missed that opportunity. <laughs> um, so you know, in terms of you kind of have an idea of what we're building. Um, you know, what what would you like to share with the defender community, other security professionals that are uh, kind of in the same boat as yourself? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, like
1: I said earlier is, you know, gut check yourself, check your ego. Um, You know, I I think Defender is doing a great thing by, you know, bringing things into one place where you can find, you know, what you're looking for. Lessons learned. You shouldn't have to, you know, make your own mistakes anymore. Right. Like, you know, things are up and and coming and and, and there's new risk and and evolution of of what's going on. Uh, But, you know, being able to come together, understand the problem, understand other people's pain points will save you so much time in the long run. Right. Like I, I think, you know, we're past the point where we just have to keep making mistakes to get better at something. I think that there's a lot of things that we can be preemptive with, proactive with, uh, and really get out in front of things. Uh, and, and that's what we should be doing you know, as security professionals, right? Uh, and, and so you know, we, we've seen it with you know, things like I was discussing earlier, where you know, the old FBI behavioral uh, division uh, was really kind of on, on cue with you know, getting information in one centralized area and then sharing it to make sure that people had a place to go a library if you will of oh hey look i'm having some of the same problems right and i think ai will be absolutely phenomenal uh in kind of scrolling through all this information and popping it up to you and saying hey listen uh, in your area you know you've had you know women of the same you know age group uh uh, what they look like, what the uh, topology, victimology looks like, etc., and then putting that under one plate and saying you might have a problem, right? L- communicate with the next state over because they're having the same problem, right? And in yeah. our case, in, in security, is looking at that from our pain points and having AI help us, you know, kind of you know ingest that
0: information, analyze it, and push it to our front plate. Yeah, I love that. Um, what would you like to see, you know, on on Defender? Is there anything that uh You think we should be uh, we should be looking at or or talking about? Yeah,
1: I think, you know, the biggest thing right now is 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 convergence. I think, you know, breaking out of all the silos. Right. And it's not just I.T. Cyber. Uh, I think all of our silos as key stakeholders. Right. And understanding everybody because security touches every part of the business. Right. Whether it's HR, whether it's legal, whether it's finance, we have something to do with each and every one of those areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think really understanding how we break through those silos, what we need to do to organize that, how we start building a, a, a real relationship that's collaborative uh, and positive. I think is 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 something I'd like to see more of. Uh and, and, and that's with Defender and, and ASIS and, and, and throughout our community, right? Uh be yep. open, be mentors, and help each other. That that that's 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 my message that I would want to get out. Uh and, and so hopefully we're hopefully we're aligned.
0: That's awesome. Thanks, Michael. I really appreciate your time and uh for jumping on today. Uh you're gonna have to come back on. There's a, there's a lot more to talk about and I'm sure that uh you know anything that you'd like to communicate from uh ASIS out here to this community, that'd be great. Uh, so, if there's anything you ever want to share, or you know, there's there's meetups or anything like that, uh, you know, feel free to to DM me and we'll uh, we'll hop on a call or something. But um, thanks a lot for joining me and uh, for for communicating to everybody on this channel that you know how how important security is and how many people uh, it touches in every department. And uh, I think those were some great uh, great points you made. Thank you. It's my pleasure, David. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Thanks, Matt. Take care, Michael. It was great speaking with Michael. I hope you enjoyed our conversation and hearing from other security professionals. If you're not already subscribed, please hit the links below, hit the notification bell. And until next time, this is David Marsh with Defender.